All right, welcome back. This is Stoppage Time with Footwork, highlighting some of the best moments from episodes. Now check out the video version of this Stoppage Time on our YouTube channel, Footwork Podcast. And join the club at footwork.club, the one-stop shop for everything footwork. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. So our motto here at Footwork Arnold is make your own path, meaning um, follow your dreams, not being held to the normal route, the quote unquote normal route. Now, what does making your own path mean to you? Not listening to others. Not listening to others. You know, just, um, I don't know. You know, actually, when you look at my my life, um, at my career, when I was 21, people already told me you're too old to finish football. Because they just look, they just look at guys like Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, or whatever you know, and uh, they see these big careers. And if you don't make it, but that, but that uh, by that age, they tell you to stop. You know, and family, friends, many, many people told me, I oh, know, just leave it. Um, so yeah, following your your own path is, means for me just not listening to others, just uh, do what you wanna do. As long, but again, you have to be realistic. If you're have passion if you're hard if you are willing to pay the price for that path go for it so um mate i booked a ticket i booked a ticket to australia my plan was to be a backpacker i just wanted to be free do whatever i want okay so i remember one and a half months before i was flying to australia i was just working in a in a factory Niederegger. You know, the famous marzipan mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. So every day, Monday to Friday from 5.45 until 3. I did because I can't, I can't uh, without, without sports, right? So I did boxing in the afternoon, five times per week. And then on the weekends, I would also work um, with my mate who had a business, uh, you know, coffee bike. He was selling coffees with uh, like, uh, um, what do you call it? Like basically, it's a bike, but there's a coffee machine installed. Oh yes, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Just to save up money, and uh, and then one and a half months later, after all that hustle, I went to Australia. I flew to Australia, and then I was just I was just living the life of a backpacker. Basically, I re- literally just had a backpack with me. I didn't take any football shoes with me or whatever i just want i didn't want to hear the word football right really i was i was that was the first time in my life i was i was done with football um yeah after one and a half months or so i wanted to to do a new experience right started uh, started a job at a uh, landscaping company mm-hmm. right very good money over there for landscaping of course <laughs> so <laughs> so started the job there met the owner of the company urge turkish guy born in australia now you guys know turkish people they are football fanatics i was working there for a week or so and then you know i got a good relationship with him he asked me what did you do in germany i said i was playing football and he was like yeah show me a video so I sent him my, my highlight clip uh, from the times in Fauve Belübeck. And he was like, man, you are decent. Why don't you play football here? 
I don't know. I didn't come. I didn't come to Australia to play football. He was like, "Okay, let me do something." So okay, Urge, best guy ever, <laughs> best guy ever. Very inspirational. Shout out, shout out to Urge. Shout out to Urge. Five days later, I arrived at the at the office. We would always meet up at the office. You know, all the workers. We had like a group of fifty people, let's say. And then Urge comes around the corner and he says, uh, "Arnold, you finish today at one one p.m." Everyone's everyone turned around. Why is he finishing at one? He's a newbie, you know. What what's wrong? And then he said, "Arnold, come here, come here." Uh, I said, "What's wrong?" He said, "You finish at one because I have a test game for you today." I said, "Really?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "My friend, I don't even have football shoes." <laughs> 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 say okay you, you'll get yourself football shoes and and you get to that game you know it was it was um it was not the highest level in australia right but he wanted to see me in the game mm-hmm. and he sent someone there to have a look at me as well mm-hmm. so man i finished work at one i bought myself some some football shoes went there i literally i didn't play football for like four or five months but you know the first time after a long long layoff your your enthusiasm you you're so on fire the first time you touch the the you, you touch the ball you know you you feel the grass man i i don't know this this club was already in preseason they've been training for a while but i scored i think two i, I scored two goals and we won 3-2 or something like that and the guy who watched me there he gave Urge very good feedback about me. So Urge was more confident to talk with other clubs. You know, long story short, I ended up signing in, in, in Richmond, uh, Richmond SC, German background. The club had a German background, Richmond, mm-hmm. Alemannia. Ah, okay? okay, nice. Man, and crazy, I don't know. One, I, I just called the army. I said, guys, I, I got a new opportunity. I, I want to cancel it. And this guy, he was so cool. You know, he said, man, uh, to be honest, uh, I would also go for it. If oh, the, nice. the guy yeah. from, from the army. Yeah. He said, you can always join the army later, you know, just do it and, um, and, and call us when you're back in Germany. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from initially, initially I had a flight a return ticket already. After four months, I was supposed to go back, right? And I just, I just canceled everything, stayed in Australia. And now I'm not living, now I'm away from home for like four years already. Imagine. I started from this. Man, it's crazy. Uh, I would stuck in Lübeck for four years. Yeah, thanks to Urge. Thanks to Urge. I mean, we'll get to how you made the jump to Thailand, but being open and flexible to play in a new country if an opportunity comes. Some people are stuck in their heads. No, I only want to play in this country, in this league. And, you know, if the contract's not good enough, I'm not playing because the ego sometimes gets in the way. How do you... How have you developed this mindset to where you go to Australia just to live, working as a landscaper, and your boss sets up a trial, and now you're playing professional there or full-time, and then now you make a jump to Thailand, and it's on to the next one? I don't know. I was... <laughs> really, don't, I was always like that. Can you... I, if you believe yeah. me or not, I was... When I was 15, I always... like. I remember one guy told my mother to send me into a um, how do you call this internat? A dormitory. 
is it a, yeah yeah where like a, many yeah. many yeah kids are living so basically to, share to, a room. To, to yeah so basically to to play somewhere like for a bundesliga club and just live there live mm -hmm. away from home you know yeah uh, or and I, I was always for that, you know. Even when I was talking about Cottbus, I had an opportunity to sign at Sao Paulo as well. So I had two options. But I chose, and, and both clubs were playing in second Bundesliga, you know, mm -hmm. but I chose the other option. I wanted to get out of that comfort zone. I felt like if I leave the comfort zone, I will become an even better football player. That was always my feeling. I don't know where that comes from, to be honest. It, I was always like that. Um, and man and also i'm just uh, curious you know i like to see new places i like to see or to learn about uh, football in different countries you know i just uh, and also also i want I, i'm a challenger i like to challenge myself you know like you can one guy told me in australia once i remember he wanted he wanted me to sign for his club and i chose the richmond opportunity and he said something, I don't know if I can repeat it properly. Arnold, it's better to be the king of the village, but can you can you finish that sentence off? That's a saying, like it's better to be the king of the village. Like basically he said, play for us, you're gonna be the king here instead of moving to a club where it's more competitive and you're just yeah. gonna be one of many. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't know. I was always I always wanted to ch to to challenge myself. You can, mm. Like I said, you can play Regionalliga not. Once you are in there, you can play there for the next ten years, for example, right? But do you? I, I always felt like you you to become a better player, you need to get outside of the comfort zone and challenge yourself. Get inside an environment where, for me, for example, man, uh, in Richmond we had a lot of international players. So it was very easy, the communication stuff. Everyone spoke like broken English, okay? Yeah, I mean, not broken, but with an accent and a very simple English. Mm -hmm. When I signed at Bentley, I was the only foreigner, okay? And then you have all these Aussie guys talking in, in Australian slang. And um, so it, it's, it's a new challenge, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. First of all, yeah. it's it was very hard to understand them. Secondly, also... Like if you want to express yourself, it's uh, it took time to get into it, you know. And I remember, for example, we had a meeting. Our coach was Johnny A. He was a he's now in the A League, you know. He was a very he was a professional, and he would set up all this. Sometimes we would just go to the cinema to watch a motivational movie, for example. And then the next day we would be in front before the training session. He would ask us what we learned from that mm. movie, okay. Arnold say something and then Arnold has to get up you know and speak <laughs> like in German no problem no yeah, problem yeah, but, but in English you know what I mean mm -hmm. so yeah you I, I got myself many I, I, I got in situations where I felt uncomfortable but eventually I became comfortable there mm -hmm. so my comfort zone got bigger you know mm -hmm. so and 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 I always like my, this is how I try to live. I try to do things that I'm maybe a little bit scared of. Yeah. Because I believe once I, once I've done them, my comfort zone is going to be much bigger. Mm. Yeah. I want to dive into that mentality side of it, because like you said, you had all this extra pressure in your head 
Um, and I experienced it a bit in Mongolia where the foreigners have to perform. There's no, there's no excuses. You basically, the team is relying on the foreigners to perform. Now, how do you adapt mentally in a game when you miss a big chance or you fail to execute in a vital moment? How do you keep going and not let these, these moments bring you down and this pressure, you know, crumble you? Mm. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how to d describe it. Um, in, because in Udon, actually, I was lucky. I had a very good start and uh, I never really dropped my performance. You know, I remember the, the, I was struggling a little bit at North Bangkok when I signed in this Thai Division 3 club. You know, they had very high expectations back then. And uh, I, I, I signed that preseason. So we had many, many test games, a lot of training. And sometimes you... You know, the, the coach there, he was just uh, crazy about fitness. So there was so much running involved. And, and I, like I said, I don't mind hard work, but it was just too much. It was always overload. So my performances were always like sometimes good, sometimes bad, you know, nothing spe or nothing special. Let's put it mm -hmm. that way. And then there were a couple of games where I didn't score. And I remember even the, like, the coach was looking differently at you when you arrive, you know, the way they shake your hand. The, the way they look at you is just changes. Then uh, the, the players, the young players, they also start to not disrespect you, but you can see they don't have as much respect as in the beginning. Then you score a goal. Everything More changes. comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you have a couple. Then again, the next week, the, the, the next game, you don't score. And, and you could see. And there it was extreme because sometimes he would even mention that I am the highest paid player. Wow. In the changing room in front of everyone. Wow. You know, and I remember after that, the next training session, I, I told the man, we have to talk. You cannot do that. My, my contract is nothing. It's, it's, it's like, this is my privacy. This is what I negotiated with the club. You don't have to speak about anything, uh, about any numbers or whatever with the players. What do you expect now? Mm. You know what I mean? Because there are some players, also the other, other foreigners, you know what I mean? One of the guys played there for three years and now Arnold is coming along. is earning more money than me. Yeah. How is he feeling, you know? Can create problems, yeah. of course. Uh, yes. Um, but I just, man, every time I was struggling, actually there was a time at, at Udon, I remember five games in a row, I didn't score, I didn't make an assist and we lost. That was the, the first half. You know, when I signed there, I mean, when we almost got relegated and there was a lot of pressure from outside, um, I just went back to the basics, you know, I just started to do the extra work. I just started to do simple exercises. Let's say someone would just pass me the ball and I would shoot from five to six meters and put the ball inside the net just to get that feeling of scoring again, you know, just easy, easy drills where you score, where you score, where you get that confidence back. And I, I would, I find myself, um, like every time I'm struggling with something, I just go back to work. I just do what I'm not good at at the moment. And that's where, where I believe you get your confidence then, you know. Mm. Obviously, like I said, in training, doing it in training without people judging you, without people uh, like yelling or whatever, it's always easier. But first you do it there. And then in the game, I just try to switch off everything around me. You know, 
just stay stay in the zone i started to meditate actually one thing maybe i started to meditate before the games every time you walk on the field in thailand they play the national anthem of thailand the team is going probably uh, they played for a minute or so okay they they honor the, the king there everyone has to get up you know they show an image of the king and then everyone is just standing up listening to that anthem that's the time where i close my eyes and i just tell myself some some positive things you know like i, I pray first of all for a safe game so i mean so so for for in in no no injuries for myself for my teammates for for the opponent and then i just repeat certain things to myself it's not always the same it, it changes you know but i mm -hmm. just th that way i'm in the zone yeah when i started to do that i i don't know i felt like what was the, the noise that was coming from outside it couldn't affect me anymore many but one one moment that i can't forget is when i sub myself on at Lübeck. You subbed yourself Should I explain on. that? Yeah, please. I just, that was with the coach who, like I told you, he, he preferred other players and mm. other other players yeah, in front of me. Um, I remember we play Sao Pauli, the reserves. <laughs> and I was so, I was so good and so fit the weeks before every training. And even in the games, when he put me on, I was performing. I was expecting to play that game and he just put me on the bench again. 2-0, halftime for San Pauli. We don't stand a chance. And I'm saying to... to did you play with Marcello Maya? No, no, he left when I came. He, you know, Marcello, a couple other boys, they've been uh, warming up with me. I said, if he doesn't sub me on until minutes uh, 75, I'm going to go there. And gonna tell him to put me on the field, and they were all like, "Ah, you're bullshitting. You're not gonna do it." But I felt, you know, one of those days where you feel when you come on, you're gonna change the game. So, 75 minutes play, played, played, 2-0 still. They are very close to score the third one. I run to the bench. I take my my sweater off, and I tap my, my the coach on the shoulder. He turns around. So what's wrong? I said, put me on the field. I'm going to change that game. He was like, ah, like, you know, he, he just turned away again. I said, coach, put me on the field. I'm going to change that game. True story. You can ask the people who've been involved there. Um, he turns around for who? I said, put me as a striker. I'm going to score. We're going to draw or win that game. He turns around, he ignores me for like one minute. I just, I just keep warming up and I, and I just, I don't move. I stand next to him. He said, okay. He turns around, he says, okay. I come on, I have a very good start in the, into the game. 90th minute, I make the assist for the 2-1. 93rd minute, I score the equalizer. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Oh man. There's a picture I will send to you later. Everyone, everyone was running on the field, you know, to hug me. 
They didn't believe me. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves and great companies such as Kong Fitness. But we love to partner with new brands that make their own paths, so get in touch if you must. Footwork.club, the official footwork website is now live, so make sure you go join the club and check out all the new content and all the new features. Find us on YouTube at Footwork Podcast. You better like and subscribe while you're there. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Find us on Instagram at Footwork underscore podcast. Great time there. Twitter at Footwork Podcast. TikTok at Footwork Podcast where we like to post dance videos. Those are great, but more importantly, amazing content for any dream chasers out there. Plug, plug, pass. Tell your friends, your enemies, your mother, your brother, your sister, your pastor, it doesn't matter who. Tell the mailman, your dog, anybody that can listen. Like, subscribe, review, because all of that helps while you're there. We'll take whatever we can get to join the club. Join the club. He messed me up. I mean, he can just, he can just mash it together, so it's fine. (laughs)